Welcome to Art Everywhere. Tonight, my guest is Gabe Sanford. Hey. Gabe, what's up, dude? Nothing much. Let's pretend like we weren't talking for 20 minutes before we got rolling, bro. It's always so weird, like, when we get into a conversation, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we got to, like, start it over for the podcast. Track, I think, yeah. No, no, no. No, I mean, yeah. We were just talking about how um, you got a DJ friend. You were, you traveled, how? 60 shows nationwide? Well, it was over... My friend uh, Sugar, he actually was the one that actually helped me get connected into actually doing shows. And whenever he went on tour, he would actually ask me to like find like two or three artists to do like the performing, like kind of do live art and stuff like that. And it seriously, it was like. He would do like three or four shows in like ten cities or whatever, like from Dallas to New York, Chicago, and um, that we just like that we just went to actually actually that's why how I come have two Facebook pages because I was in Facebook jail so much trying to get <laughs> these folks to actually just respond to me. But like it's one of those things people see the friend request, live uh, and see the it's like oh this guy wants me to actually uh, do a show let's talk more yeah and just over the time I actually we had about like twenty artists in all these different towns that we were always doing art shows with and so yeah that's actually. Um, um, I want to say 2006 to 2010 is so when I was doing that. And yeah, he's actually um, down in LA again. He actually just moved down and I actually am going to be hooking up with him. And he's he's making the connection to, like, he, it's like taking the um, once dice and trying to promote artists and release now is kind of more of a what I want to do too so yeah well you're you're doing it man I mean we got in contact because you asked me like two years ago like 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 in the middle of the pandemic when they were talking about lifting everything Mm -hmm. you're like hey would you be interested in a show and I was like yeah you're like but it's not going to be till like December of like a year and a half from now or whatever yeah and that's actually was um and yeah that was actually I uh, was talking to um, Jason from Old Soul, the owner of Old Old Soul Locations, and um, I I was so excited. I was like, "Dude, he's given me three of the locations to do art shows at." Yeah, yeah. There's the one right here mm-hmm. on Broadway, and then the one on Twenty First. That's the Weatherstone, and then the Eighteenth, um, the the Alley. Yeah, behind uh, across from uh, St. John's on L Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I've always liked to plan ahead, and it was one of those things that gave me a chance to, like, okay, I hadn't been, um, actually, a year prior to the pandemic started, I actually took, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take 2019 off from, from kind of, Planning shows and stuff like that, I'm just not knowing 
2020 was going to happen. Of course. I'm like, yeah, because I was like, dude, I was, I seriously spent a good, I want to say 15, 16 years of just doing small little shows, like running these, curating different places all over the place. Like, and um, I was like, you know what? I was just going to spend this time, but then 2020 is when I'm going to jump back in. We actually had January of 2020, we had a, a show. There's a group of us at, at Wall. Um, and we were like, those rumblings of COVID. And we're like, oh gosh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, of course, this was my... It's like, okay, I've got an extended vacation. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you, how did you, how did, how did you COVID? Like, you know, the, cause some people just stayed in their house and then some people would like go for walks and some people do, you know, cause the roads were open. It was crazy. It was crazy. Especially here in Sacramento. It, it was, um, I'm used to people like, you know, you're used to traffic. You're used to all that stuff. People walking down the street and then all of a sudden there's one person walking down the street. Yeah. I luckily I actually, um, my day job, as they say, I'm a caregiver. Oh. I work for people with a mental, uh, mentally and physically dis- um, dis- disabled. disabled. Yes. yes. And um, it just happened that I actually, the person I was helping out actually had needed more extra hours. And it's just 2020 was, I worked at, uh, closer to 120 hours a week. Wow. You know, and it was one of those things that I, the job I lived, the, was really close to where I lived. The guy, I, it was a, so it's one of those things that I was like, okay, you know what? Um, I have to stay home anyways. Might as well hang out with the, the this guy that I enjoy hanging out with anyways. And I was like, okay, he, uh, but we just, for that first year, I, uh, was a, yeah, like I think they calculated it was like 120 hours a week. Dude. I was working, um, I think it was 18 hours a day. I had a six-hour break. Wow. And I was like, uh, but like I, I could technically sleep. Over, like I could, I slept, um, there was sleep hours. So I, it's not like I was, that's it. Just constantly just that, yeah. But it's like I was always on. I was always... On duty. On duty. Right. You know, but he, um, I actually had my artwork with me and he's like, was like, okay, like he's doing his thing. I'm doing my drawings and like. If he needs you, you're right there. Exactly. And like. That's cool, man. So it's like, like it got a lot of time to actually figure out what um, creatively I want to do, you know. And it's just, but it made me realize that how much uh, importance it is for me to actually have my creative community there, you know, because that's one of the things that I realized I tend to go within and I tend to kind of like form that bubble and I was like, and when stuff was starting to open up, I realized like, oh, the, the anxiety of actually just getting out, I was like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so that's why I was like, kind of really jumped back into 
putting on these shows. Yeah, you know? I, I stopped by because um, I just started a new job and, you know, I got two kids oh, under five. Yeah. So, you know, life is crazy. But I stopped by the show with Shasta and uh, Mr. Donut Man. Yes. Chris. Um, that was that was so cool, man. And that, that's, such a, that's such a cool shop. I've always yes. enjoyed that coffee shop. On a side note, they actually are going to be showing. Um, I just talked to them. We had an artist um, that couldn't make it, and I'm actually having them show at the alley. Oh, nice. So they actually stepped in, and um, there's going to be three, uh, both of them and one other artist um, at the alley. This coming second Saturday. Oh, this second Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's that's so rad, man. So, but, um, dude, I... Wish I could have made it out because actually I just December was one of those months that I'm like knocked me out for a while. I actually got COVID the day oh. like and uh, had a family member pass away. Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, my grandfather actually he was 99 years old, lived a full life. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like the day after I found out that he passed away. I came down with COVID. And I'm like, okay, yeah, December is not my month. Like <laughs> January's right around the corner. Jan- I was like, I'm, start over, new yes. year, new me. It's like I got everything like I needed to do done. And I was like, okay, so let's. And I was like, that was the first show that I haven't, I that I actually scheduled that I put together that I hadn't made to made it out to in like years. Wow. And I'm like, dude, it was... And it's the first show I went to of yeah. yours. <laughs> I was like, I saw that you made it. I'm like, dude, no. I, want, I was like, there's so many people I wanted to meet. And that's like the... But that's usually how... That's life. Life, life how yeah, it works life, out, right? you know? Yeah. But um, it was just one of those funny little things. I'm like, okay. Like, I just needed to like take a deep bit breath and it's like okay walk through the whole COVID thing and which wasn't as bad as I thought it was but still was kind of like okay it was a really rough flu yeah yeah so I didn't have a bad case of it but it was still I it's not good it's not yeah it wasn't yeah I don't want to do have it again right but 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 you made it I made it and it's like Okay, you know my it was it was real nice. Like my walk got covered, and it was like everything was like kind of like okay, like I I feel lucky because I actually have it. Well, my job actually covers it has really good healthcare. Oh, nice! So it's just like okay, it really helps me to actually like. That's why I've stayed here for so long. Because I was like, okay. And I walk nights like now from like 10 p.m. until 8 o'clock in the morning. And that frees me up to do the art stuff during the day. And I'm like, it really, I can't complain, you know. Yeah, dude. So I, I want to talk to you about your art, dude. Okay. So where does your style come from? Because all these intricate, like, geometric shapes and then there's stuff hidden in them, like faces. Like mouse ears, like yes, and it's like that, and he has a name too. So, oh, what's his name? That that's Jim Mouse. 
Jim Mass. Yes. There was actually a real strange backstory behind them. We got some time. Come on. So, okay. I actually didn't mean to actually start drawing that. It was actually by accident. I actually was drawing it upside down with all these, those, like... The shape. The, 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 shape. the shapes, yeah. So, um, I had, was just drawing one day, like, this real intricate thing. And it was, I think, one of my, one of my sisters. It's like, why are you drawing all the mice? Mike, what are you talking about? Mice. I, I hate mice. I, that's just like... Yeah, yeah. And she's like, seriously? Like, she just thought I was just being ridiculous. And she turned it around. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there's mouse. Okay. Just was um, inside. Um, I, I was using a stencil. of It was an inside shape of a number, number three. Ah. Uh. So it was, it was one of those things that while I was using that, like, like repeatedly. It's like, oh, that's a cool shape. But um, so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I just took that and I was like playing around with it. And over time, it's like, oh, people start asking about it. And this is back in MySpace days. Like that long ago. Yes. Wow. And um, so I was actually posting it and I actually drew like the first like actual, I was calling the evil Mickey at first. <laughs> And um, there was a, and I was uh, back then. I was put, I was always going by G period M period Stanford. And those uh, gentlemen would always message me, it's like, "Hey Jim, J I M, how's your mouse?" Like, first of all, my name is Gabe. <laughs> Second of all, why are you asking about my mouse? That's kind of strange. A little bit. Um, like, and he would. But he would always call us, hey, Jim, how, how's it going? It's like, why are you calling me Jim? It's like, oh, that's uh, my, nick my nickname. I gave you, I gave all my fan, uh, friends nicknames and all this. I'm like, okay, I didn't know we <laughs> were friends, friends but, were, but, but cool. It's like, okay. But he was like, turned out that he was actually a part of this yoga retreat. I um, This really thing down in Joshua Tree. Really bizarre. Out in the desert? Yeah. No, it's it gets stranger. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is strange. And they were actually um come to find out that they the big thing was the mouse was a kind of a holy being to them. Whoa. And I they was like, dude, your mouse is really kind of a spiritual being to us. Like, we would love for you to come on out and talk to us. Like we will buy, and their selling point is like we'll buy you a uh, Greyhound ticket down here to. The, uh, oh, they're gonna murder you, bro! Yeah, <laughs> no, no, this is this is like they're yeah. gonna murder you, bro! Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's Greyhound. Why? I was like, yeah, why the Greyhound? I was like, you kind of get me a, to come down there, first class airline ticket. That that's a little uh, business class, something, something, but Greyhound. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is really bizarre. So I, um, the only things that I actually, um, so I searched this thing, and the only thing that I could actually find out, like find, was this organization, like this group, was them being raided by the ATF. 
Oh, oh. that's a cult, bro. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and when I say uh, my mouse has a cult following, it literally has uh, some... <laughs> There's some cult down in Joshua Tree that is following my this Jim Mouse. I was like, you know what? They named him. That's Jim Mouse. Yeah. That's your guy's mouse. And he has a cult following down in Joshua Tree. And <laughs> that's crazy. So I'm like, yep. I'm like, I can't make this stuff up. And I'm like, okay, that, that that's his backstory. That's so cool. And I was like, it was one of those things. I'm like, I uh, but it was. I actually had it. Finsley had to block all these. Like, there was actually four people that would message me daily to come down and talk to them. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, no, thank you. They're thank gonna you. kill you and wear your skin, dude. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for the offer. I like, but no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Yes, and it was, so it was all those things that like. It was just a really bizarre thing that had to happen. I was like, and um, but I was like, that's I always thought it's like that was a really cool story that I built up with. I'm like, it just all happened by accident. And I don't, I don't really know any. I don't think I've met anyone else who's had a cult, <laughs> like obsess over them, dude. That's pretty wild, man. Dude, and I, it's I've had a lot of like really like kind of. Because your style, look, so I was going to tell you, your your style is like, it's like mesmerizing mm-hmm. because there's so much intricacy, there's so many intricacies to yeah. it. Like there's all these, these shapes that link up and make other shapes. Mm-hmm. And when you step back, there's all these shapes and then you, you color them differently. Mm-hmm. Like where, like, where does that style come from? Where did you come up with it? Because it's, it's very much yours. Yeah. Those... A lot of different things I've actually pulled from, you know. Um, I was raised up, my dad was an architect. I was raised up on art history books and stuff like that. Again, like those, I, so I was really big into different, like, like different paint, um, styles and movements all over. So I was like, um, the Aborig- uh, Australian Aboriginal paintings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was really big into that, and th- I just love. And then, like one of my favorite artists is uh, Van Gogh, and how he painted, and like just the whole like the movement of the you know. Yeah, yeah. And just the whole op art, the optical art movement that is just like the, looks like it's like. Those books that came out in the nineties, yeah, like yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those books. We used to smoke weed in class and like trip out on them because yes. they're so weird when you're like not high. Oh yeah, and then when you're and when you're super high and you're like, oh shit, dude, this is crazy. And that's the funny thing is, actually, I had several teachers when I was go- I went to ALC, American River College. Yeah, I actually had actually a couple of teachers pull me aside. It's like, hey, <laughs> you you okay? Like, are you okay with the like? <laughs> Are you not like taking too much drugs? And I was like, dude, I'm dead sober. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, I thank you, but like I am like I'm good. It's like okay, it just look your artwork is one of those things that was like look crazy, look crazy. And that's yeah. to tell you, it's the funny thing is I actually one of the, I have yeah I have always. 
was drawn to that like psychedelic side of stuff, you know. Yeah. And then just the kind of the, the postal art, the psychedelic postal art, and like all that stuff. I was like really, really drawn into. Um, so were you drawn into like psychedelics? Well, that's the thing. Is like, like I was never actually. I never took uh, took part. But really? Just, yeah, and it's because because you're the the series that you did of hands. Mm-hmm. It looks like a DMT trip, dude. It really yeah. does. Like I, I looked at it and I go, "Oh, dude," because it's like it's like fractal. Yeah, and it it and they're so beautiful, dude. They're so like the hands touching each other, the three hands, mm-hmm. like the generation, the three generation yes. hands. Oh, dude, it's so beautiful, man. And actually, it was kind of a cool. Yeah, it's like one of those things that like. All those happen by kind of no, like, like, yeah, it just happened all sober minded, but it's like kind of one of those like, my that's my escape for, for me to tell you to tell you the truth. When I'm doing my artwork, it's very meditative for me, and I'm like, it's one of those things that I do lose track of time, and like I. It helps me just to actually walk through anything that I'm going through in my life, and it's it's more of a so it's more of a kind of a for me my artwork is a release of my spiritual kind of thing you know so it's it's but yeah that hands actually is a kind of a cool backstory behind it too it was I. Most of the hands are actually my versions of a portrait. So, like, I first started doing my own, like, drawing, chasing my own hands, because I actually, a friend challenged me to do a self-portrait, but I can't use my face. What do artists do? Um, like, if they can't use your face, how do artists create? Through the hands, so I was like, "Oh, so I use my like I use my hands as a representation of me." But what's going along with that thinking? I was like, "Why don't I start chasing other people's hands and using that as a portrait of them?" And like when you were talking about the the three generations. That it was like actually I had um, uh, uh, grandmother, mother, and daughter sitting with me, and which is another kind of um, cool little thing. Which number three plays the part too, which is really kind of sweet. Wow, yeah. So yeah. I, I do a series of three on all the hand portraits, left, right, and then both together. So number three plays a big role. And everything that well, the triangle's the the strongest shape, right? Mm. And in in history, like you look back, and it's yeah. like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's you know, there's there's a lot of that throughout and, history. And like it's with uh, like even with architectural, I was like yeah. everything. There's all these things were all playing like playing together. So the more that like I actually think about it, the more I play around with it. More like it's like okay, things start like I after a while I can't like I 
I really don't know how I connected them, but somehow these these little uh, connections happen throughout my book, you know. And um, but yeah, it's just like in the circle. I like like try to make like a three six nine kind of rings to them. It doesn't always happen that way, but it's just three play. Uh, so all these little things are playing around, and it's like okay, like I feel more like the my favorite ones and the more the ones I feel comfortable with usually have a bigger connection uh, um, and, of that. And are you are you ever aware that it's happening? Or you're just like on, you're just like in the zone, going for it and letting I, it create itself. I'm just let, letting stuff create itself. Um, I don't. I have a hard time planning stuff out. I don't. That's that's so interesting yeah. because you love planning all this other stuff yeah, out, but your right? art, art, you just like, let it be intuitive. Yeah, whatever comes to. Like I actually have right now um, about like um, nine, ten drawings started. Um, I go from piece to piece. I can't. I, if I come to a point where I'm like stuck at something, I will not actually force it. I will actually just set it aside, put it in my portfolio or wherever, and I will always come back to it. Because when I'm working at something else, I am always looking or thinking about the next four or five different things. Like, oh, I like this couple of combinations here. That will work with this one over here. Of these shapes, so I was like, these are cool. Let's expand them with something else, you know? And it's just, it's all about, I have, and I always have to keep myself, like, I always have to have multiple projects going. Because if I don't have anything, when I actually have that, or like, little pile completed, that they said, it's more like I'm like, okay, now I'm feeling a little stuck. I don't know what to do next. Right. So if you have something on the back burner already, you can just transition. Exactly. And that's, uh, those oh, that's are, so cool, man. There's a, actually, I have a, this big portfolio of stuff that I haven't touched in over like a year. Like all this piece that I just completed was like about like, I started about eight or nine years ago. And now it's just like, I finally figured out, I was going through it, seeing what I have started. It's like, oh, like it just, it, it clicked when I just saw it. It's like, okay, and now I know what to do with this piece. And it was like, um, yeah, so it's just, and that got me thinking about other kind of, kind of, bigger projects I was like oh I would love to do it with this you know so it really it triggers stuff it's like a chain reaction exactly and that's so it's just I always tell people that like even if you always and that's uh, like always work on something even if you think it's trash you could always paint over it you know that's true and a lot of my stuff is like I actually did a couple Drawings actually uh, claws like claws. I drew everything out, cut it up, then I used the uh, these and claws them together. Wow! And so, so I, you took your own art, yeah, 
And you just like chopped it up mm-hmm. and you just like, collaged it. Like, I like this piece over here. rest of it wasn't working. Like I um, actually have these uh, smaller, um, I did a whole bunch of drawings and subscription cards from magazines. No way. And um, oh, I have a whole stack of like big of the, and um, actually I have a little gift for you. No, no way. Yeah. Actually, um, talking about the gift. Yeah. I was like, I was just. Because I, I was told you guys were always collecting small pieces. Oh, dude, no and way. And was these things, I was like, you know what? No way. I was just like, thought I would give that as a thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you, man. These are beautiful, dude. But, but yeah, those were like I would take those and like I would I use them as a collage kind of thing, or like I uh, I also did the digital collages and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, those subscription cards from like different art magazines and like, dude, I love this kind of stuff, man. Like I I can't. Uh, Bro, this is this is awesome, dude. Like I, I've been telling people lately. Like I, I've I've realized something about myself is like I really enjoy intuitive art because mm-hmm. there's the art that you learn in art school, mm-hmm. right? They teach you about fucking plein air painting. They yeah. teach you about you know contrast and light and dark and color theory. Yeah. And they teach you about you know uh, impasto strokes. They teach you about all that shit, mm-hmm. but a lot of that just clouds like your kid brain mm-hmm. that made you want to be an artist anyway. Yeah. You know, and when I see stuff like this, I think like, oh, this is, this is you. Yeah. Like this is, this is who, like this, this is who eight year old you wanted to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I see that in people's art and when I can see that and that's, that's when it like really strikes me, dude. And I'm like, oh dude, that's fucking cool. And those actually, um, one of my old professors, uh, basic school is there to teach you uh, the basic rules, and it's the student's uh, job to actually break them. Yes, and I totally uh, agree, and because it's one of those things like I know how to, because I went to school for graphic design, so I know how like the basic layout of how to put together a piece, what's a good layout, what it's like, yeah, it's naturally go, falls from the upper left to the lower right. It's usually how normal ad layouts yeah. go. Western art is, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot, lot of little things, but like if you could actually cheek that and like all, like play around with that, so what, see where you could play around, like some of the most interesting things tend to come out of that and that's the whole thing is like is like if you and I like I took all that like because I learned more in the, the basic design classes than I did in actually how learning how to do the like live drawing or anything like that you know I'm like it's just but yeah like I I totally um Luckily, I actually had a couple good teachers back in the day. They were like, like, go ahead. 
Just fuck around. Fuck around. I, we, yeah. like, they, they told, like, they are the ones that, like, to, like encouraged me to, it's like, hey, you know what? You need to go explore this idea. And because it was, like, all these, you know, all my, um, it started off as most of these uh, were basically actually started from an assignment. Like, back, like, I, because the kind of like the stone looking things that are on all those cells and stuff like that. Yeah. Like flow through. It started off as drawing, or there was one assignment that I actually had. It was like, you have to draw a drawing, but you have to only use curved lines. So like, how would you draw something only using like, like. Yeah. So I actually started, like I started off drawing these things like round, circle like kind of shapes like a dark face but i was start breaking it down and breaking it down further and further to the point of i actually like had to i did the same assignment like 13 14 times and the teacher said like oh you can do an assignment over for credit and like she actually after she had like after the that semester after I actually she had me in her class, she actually limited it. Because <laughs> actually I could have actually stopped halfway through the class and still get an A. And like I like that's how much like ex, like so it's just like these little exercise assignments got me it's like, okay, what what can I do with this? What kind of what can I challenge with it? And um, a lot of times I'm like looking at other artworks, like, oh, I could actually, I like that, that pattern right there, or I like that little bus stroke right there. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I want to. Try to make it your own? Make my own. Like, oh, I'm going like, to, like, I want to, like, as they say, like, I want to, but just make it like a, Break it down and see what you could do, what I could play with it, you know? Yeah. And so, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot of that stuff. And, and so it's like, um, but yeah, it's really kind of a fun little, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. No, dude, that's, <laughs> it's like, it's, the answer to one of the questions I was going to answer, like, where does your art come from? Yeah. And it, and, it, and it seems like you're just, like, playing with ideas. Yeah. And I think that's real art. Like, when you're just playing with ideas. Like, it, it's one thing to draw something you see, and that's a challenge always, right? Yeah. But when you're, when you're challenging ideas, I think mm. cool shit comes from that because you're finding you're finding the answer to a question you didn't know to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yes. And that's, and I'm, that's another thing is like, like I, the, there's some pieces I'm working on right now. I've actually been, they have been taken on more for the geometric kind of abstraction. Cause I've, I've realized I've been watching a lot of, Documentaries on different, uh, the uh, like Roth Rothko and his field paintings. Oh, I love Rothko, dude. Yeah, Mark Rothko paintings. And 
he honestly to hear him talk about his uh, paintings, it's just it's a lot more moving. Like it's more moving to actually hear the artist talk about it, and like he just he lived a like a tragic, tragic, and he wasn't so self doubting. Is but the only thing that he knew. Like, he truly understood. It was just like, okay, my art, this is, has to be kind of like, like, has to be seen a certain way. It has to be felt, not actually, not just looked at, but it has to be. Dude, in, so in college, I took an art appreciation class mm. and I wrote like a three page paper on a Rothko painting. And my, and the thing was like, pick an artist's painting. And, you know, break it down, what it yeah. means to you, what the colors, you know, just break it down. Yeah. You know, like using, you know, these uh, modes of critique. Yeah. And I, and I, I broke that thing. Fuck, dude. It was like three pages long. Yeah. And I was like, I, 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 after I finished writing, I was like, dude, this is the most douchebag fucking paper I've ever <laughs> written in my life. And the, the teacher wrote back like a, you know how sometimes they just write in the margins? Yeah. Like this dude sent me uh a separate page telling me about like yeah. my uh my take on that painting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. I got an A on the paper. Nice. I got an A in the class. It was yeah. It was fucking cool, dude. But I I I remember like thinking about that Rothko painting. I'm like, how does that even happen? Because it looks like it looks like they're like vibrating. Yeah. And to actually see his like his walk from starting from the beginning seen it like slowly get more abstract, more like he, he used to do figure paintings, like these like kind of landscapes on the subway. But then the folks became more locked off, more like just within the shapes, like and just to the point where it's like, okay, it, it's just everything. You could see his thought process over to where it is today. And that actually, honestly, is kind of what I really enjoy about art history. Is like, you will see these, like, if you actually see them from the beginning to what they are known for, it's just a really kind of a mind-blowing kind of thing, you know? That's the same thing with um, my, I just enjoy reading about Jackson Pollock. It's just like he's so free and so, but to see his struggles of trying to figure out who he was and what, what he yeah, was, he got like a divorce. He was fucking he actually, a bad drinker or some shit. Oh, he actually yes, I'm a bit like he actually um it was separated. She would never actually fully divorce them. Really? Yeah, Lee Krasner was his wife, and he says the reason was like. I'm not going to sign the first papers, but I'm going to move to Paris and you do you, whatever, like, like, and, but Lee Krasner is actually, uh, if you look her up, she's an abstract artist herself, and um, I'm, I'm a big artist too, both, and so it's like really kind of like, there's so many different tragic tones and like really kind of unique way and like the whole drip painting, that's not a new uh Jackson Pollock idea. 
because um, if you follow back this, um, the surrealist used to do some drip paintings in their paintings. And but they went about it as more of a subcontinental, you know. Surreal. They're just moving so fast. They just yeah. let it be part of the painting. Yeah, they just did as more of a. There was more of a thought, not a feeling behind it, right? Kind of thing. So it's just all these things. Is like I have, I have come across in these little, really kind of unique stories. I'm a big story guy. I love finding. I think that's why I love putting on art shows is to get to know these artists to kind of like get talk to them about why they do what they do, you know? Yeah. Well, and, well, that's one of the reasons why I was, uh, I was moved to have you on because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I see an artist or I see somebody who's, um, promoting other artists, somebody who's trying to understand art. Yeah. You know, I see that and I want to, I want to talk to those people. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm, I'm so happy you're on here and, and all this stuff. Like I, I wouldn't have known this by looking at your page. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that I was appreciating. And that's why I like, when I heard, I was going through all the things, I was like so happy to see some of you people I know that I've worked with, like Jill and Yoli. And it's like, Oh, cool. I could actually. Yeah, yeah. But like, and some of the things that they were talking about, I was like, oh, I was there. I, 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 was, I, I thought I was like, say, helping out at that box gallery. Like, I was, I, I was there when they were help doing that, you know? I was there when Yoli Falls came out and started doing this at, at the studio over at Art House, you know? Wow. I actually, um, I was getting in trouble because I was like, I was being one of those goofy kids that <laughs> I we have a mutual friend um, Lala Ortiz and she was a part of she was um, connected with Joe and um, a studio tin yeah and I would always whenever I was um, out doing the second Saturday thing I Lala uh, I I knew that Lala would always have this um some of the alcohol stashed away oh, in the yeah. back. And we were always kind of like, I, me and a couple of friends, it would sneak, it's like, okay, I want a glass. It's like, I don't want, we, want, we want the good stuff. Come on, The man. good stuff. <laughs> and we were always, I, um, Jill would always make fun of me. She's like, oh, I know you're coming to here see so-and-so. I'm like, I love your work too. I'm like, I'm, it's just like, it's a plus that I can see you stuff. It, but it's, it's on, but yeah, we um, just, we, I actually have kind of a big, um, long history with them. They actually, um, the gentleman that I'm actually um, helping me put on the shows actually got me connected with them probably 18, 19 years ago. Wow. That's, and, when, that's when Sacramento wasn't doing much. And that's what's the crazy thing is like it was like why when the first rave of the second Saturday was getting like really um there was like the, the second Saturday was just starting stuff doing the thing and then I I've I've seen it go like building up to like it's a party a party day or second Saturday it's a party thing not not but then all of a sudden something happened um there was a 
I think, a shooting that happened. Wasn't it a stabbing or something? Yes, and actually, I was a block away from where it was. Was it outside the liquor store? Yeah, and it was... Yeah, yeah, on on K Street? mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even during the second Saturday hours. It was around like 11 o'clock midnight. And And it just got tagged as a second Saturday. It it happened just to be second Saturday midnight, the party crowd. Yeah, they're coming out of the clubs. uh, And and all that stuff. And then what they do, start regulating the art stuff. I'm like, no, that's not what caused it. It was at a party, like a known party spot. And it was like, so being an artist, I'm like, no, that's not like, I know what happened. (laughs) I I was still close to the, it was like, that's not exactly. I just really, it just makes for a better story when yeah. they when they tell it on the news. It's a better story. Yeah, so it's, it's just connected all, and I'm like, it's it's kind of like it oaks me because I'm like, dude, we had something, we had people coming out to see art stuff. You know, we had stuff. Um, people were doing these art kind of taking over parking lots and doing like a. Like art fairs and stuff like that. Oh, dude, you that's know, fucking, then, that's fucking cool. Like Sacramento really created its own scene. Yeah, like and, like out of nowhere, like within, like I I got here in 2015, and there there was stuff going on, of course, mm-hmm. but it seems like they just I don't know. Like people just said, there's nothing going on. We're gonna have something going on. And that's the cool thing about Sacramento is they actually. There are more artists here, I think, like concentrated and doing their things. Like want, like they were more about community than anything else. For sure, dude. For sure. That's why I like about it because I there are more folks wanting. It's like okay, what what can we do to help you? You know, there's like if it wasn't for community stuff, like you know the art. Art hotel and art street wouldn't happen. You know, the wide open walls wouldn't be if it wasn't for like a rich community of artists wanting to help each other, kind of thing. And I, my whole thing was like, I've always loved seeing artists come together. And I, that's, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that like that. It was really sad for me to see that they were like clamping down because they. Or restricting, like uh, if you had like a parking lot thing, you had to close down at eight o'clock, and you had like like all this red tape, and it just discouraged all these folks from doing what they were doing. You know, yeah, because it's like, you know, especially in the summer, it's still light out at eight o'clock. Yeah, and like there was some cool things. I I saw a couple um, really cool. Um, those setups like they actually had a couple of cool bands while people were out live painting. You know, I'm like, dude, this is cool. Look, they're having music and art and all these people coming together. And it's just it's a, for a fun, creative um, night. It's like, and the whole family is out there. You know, I saw kids from like toddler age to actually like, to me, all playing around, watching art, listening to music, you know? Yeah, I, I've i taken my kids a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, they're wild as shit, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't stay long, but I, I I want them to be exposed to that. I want them because, 
like their little brains are taking it in. Oh yeah. You know, and and they're like they're gonna see the world with like art as a base. Because mm-hmm. uh, at at home I have like a bunch of paintings. Like these these are gonna go on the wall. Yes. I was like I was going through. Right? I, yeah, I was yeah. going through those things. I was like, dude, you know what? My I thought I was like, you know what? A little thank you for. Oh, bro, these are these are cool, <laughs> dude. Because, like I said, like you're, uh, and there's the mouse guy. Yes. Fucking making out. The cult people are gonna come fucking dude. kick my door down for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jim, Mr. Jim Mouse, Mr. Yes. Jim Mouse. But like, like I said, dude, it's like it's like a subconscious thing, dude. Yeah. That's that's like come across and like this one especially. It looks like like a Mayan temple or something. Yeah, you know it's and it's so was, cool, man. I I love I love things that that when I see them, I go, oh, like you didn't you didn't plan that, you didn't like think about that because I, you know, I've we've all seen those artists who like meticulously plan everything oh, and yeah. everything has to be just right. And a, I I mean, there's a there's an art to that as well, right? Yeah, there's, a, there's an art to the science. Mm-hmm. But for me, I prefer. Like seeing somebody's feelings, somebody's moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's going from moment to moment. They're creating the piece in real time, almost yeah. like a 3D printer. Yeah. You know, like a 3D printer, you're just watching it build something. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's pre programmed. Yeah. It, it's like, but we're pre programmed. We have these, we have all these thoughts and feelings in our head, and we have these abilities that we have, whatever skill level we're at at the moment. Yeah. Like they're coming out. And when we yeah. just turn, when we just turn our brains to a different frequency, yeah. like they can come out, dude. They just, mm. it just pour out. So when I see stuff like that, I, I'm, I'm, I, I just realized that that's what I like about like my favorite artists. Yeah. And my, mine too, because honestly my biggest, my favorite artists are the ones that could go just and just throw down wherever and whenever. I was just watching a documentary about Keith Haring, and oh wow, and his subway uh, drawings. Yeah, I see some. I see some Keith Haring in some of your stuff, man. And that's yeah, it's just like kind of like Kyoto kind of thing. But he was talking about like he he would coming home to and from work. He would always like would stop like, a couple stops and do because there was a black space. He took some chalk and just drew right there. And it was like, okay, that's that's just kind of a, after a while, he would do like 50 or 60 Johns in a week throughout the subway. And people were like, he's this kid, who's doing this? It's all over the place, you know? And I, I just, I enjoy that. I enjoy not knowing where something's going to pop up. Dude, you know? I, I saw this uh, this thing where Keith Haring, I forgot who it was. But Keith Haring gave somebody a gift, and he and he uh, he wrapped it like in regular paper, mm-hmm. but he drew on it to make it fancy because he was yeah. broke. Yeah. And the person had the foresight to take it apart gently, and he goes, "What are you doing? Open the gift." And she goes, "No, no, no." She's like, "One day this is gonna be worth a lot of money." Yeah. And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Just open it." And she's like, "Just." Right. And she opened it, and she she has it like framed in her house. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude. Like to have, to to have somebody have that kind of belief in you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. To to see like who you are, like like what your your art means. Like that's 
That must have been a crazy experience. Yeah. Actually, those are crazy stories I just read about him. It was like, actually, they discovered a, in this uh, um, loft in New York. They were remodeling and they took down the whole, this whole wall. And behind this wall was a detailed mural that they didn't know about it. And it was so one of the, like, first Keith Hill uh, meals that they did or something. It was like kind of in the, they didn't know it was still for the last, like, like was covered up like shortly after he did it. And that, so, so one of the things that I, I was like, dude, how lucky is that? Just to, you just have it in your apartment or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, so, oh, Don, I have a Keith Haring mule. Like, <laughs> like, I can't imagine, dude. Yeah, that's like the, yeah, so, the, like, like, but and it looked like it was a kind of really just, he was just having so much fun with it, you know? Yeah, well, that, that character was just, it, it is endless. Mm-hmm. You know the the possibilities are endless. Like it's it's the human form, like yeah. in its most basic shapes. Yeah, and that, it's, there's so much you could do. On the, could say with something such a simplistic kind of thing. Yeah, with a couple of squiggle lines yeah. to to indicate movement. Like it, yeah. he was just so. That that was another like he's he's like a modern master mm-hmm. because, you know, like how Picasso was like. Um, they say like, how do I, how do I learn to, there's, a, I, I read a story that somebody asked him like, how do I learn to paint like the masters? How do, how do I, how do I learn? And he goes, first, draw a straight line. Yeah. It's like master painting a straight line. That's all. Then come see me. And they're like, what? And he's like, master that. Yeah. And they were like, like that, you didn't help me at all. And I'm like, like when I read that, I was like, that's, that's everything. That's, that's all you need to know. It's one of those things that it's like learning the rules. Then you, I can tell you the next step to break them. Kind of. Yeah, or 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 yeah. you figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like that's that's the real thing. Like yeah. that's like when he said, um, uh, he he learned to paint like the masters at a young age. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it took him the rest of his life to paint like a child. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really what it is. Like we we always think, especially starting out, like when you're. Like before you show people your art, you know yeah. when you, you know when you're like, I'm drawing a little bit, but I don't want anyone to see this because I think it kind of sucks. Yeah, like that. That's scary, dude. Yeah. But when you were a kid, you didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. You were you were dying to show your mom or dad or or somebody, teacher, teacher, look at what I drew. Yeah. Right. And then at some point, you started like criticizing what you do. Yeah. So thinking too much. Yeah. Start overthinking it. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when it should just be. Like uh, just part of the journey, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's the the whole. That's why I think I like knowing more about the artists themselves. It's the journey is what, like, great. You could paint a flower, but how? Why? Like, what's the story behind it? Why does it make you? Why did? How did you come to this point? It's more of a like if I if I could actually read more of a the some like more, like I could see a kind of progress in your work, or if I could see something like okay, 
I I could see that he what this person's thinking through the work is I I think that's more for fulfilling than anything else, you know. And um, yeah, there's so yeah. Oh, bro, yeah, <laughs> that that's. I think that's why I started this podcast was yeah. to. One to understand the artists that I that I come across because you know I, I see my friends at art shows and we talk for a few minutes and like I, I always enjoy talking to them it's fucking awesome I always gain some kind of insight about their art or, or whatever it is and, and just like being around creative people who who you know we all support each other yeah I fucking love it but I also I'm like trying to understand myself yeah in a way and when I can when I can see myself in other people or, or I, I ask questions that I have of people and then they give me their answer, mm-hmm. you know, it, it helps me unlock like who, who I am as an artist. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, there's other people who are hearing these stories and go, Oh shit. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. And that's kind of one of those things I also really want. Like, to the artist style just starting out to realize like we all started from that point. We all had that self debt you know, like we, Yeah. I feel like, like Do I belong here? You know like, what I mean? Do, like, like do I belong here in this like, fucking gallery, bro? I was gonna say like yeah, like uh, like I when I first started like going to Second Saturday and doing like going to shows, I was so timid and I was so like oh god like these artists you know like they they have this old group they have this like all these clicks around like this a good group of people I'm like I would never be able to fit in but I just thought I just had this urge to go start talking to them and realizing that they are actually just like you like just like like oh, just down to earth folks, trying to figure out why they do what they do. Kind yeah, of why they feel compelled. Yeah, to to do this shit because most artists I know, it's it's a passion project. They're yeah. not making a fucking ton of money off of this. Yeah, you know most artists I know are probably losing money on materials. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but they're gaining from from myself anyway. Like when I when I work on a painting, like I gain. Like a clarity, you know, when I, yeah. when my wife leaves and I got the music on and I'm painting and she, she leaves to, you know, she, she takes the boys out and goes somewhere and, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden they're back and I'm like, oh, you guys are back. And I got yeah. shit everywhere. I'm like, uh, and then she's like, I look up and it's been five hours, four hours. I'm like, oh shit. Six yes. hours. Like what the fuck? And it's just, there's, there's something that I get out of that, that I don't get from anything else, dude. Yeah. There's something that, and then, and then the art that I create in that, in that time Mm -hmm. is, it's like a, it's like a time capsule. Yeah. You know, it's like who I am in that moment. And, and I love, I love seeing that in other people as well. Yeah. Like they're, like they're time capsules. Like I I look at somebody's art and I'm like, oh, that's who you were. Yeah. You know, especially when, like you said, when you see artists evolve Mm -hmm. like when you've known them a while and you look at some of their older stuff and then you look at what they're doing now. Yeah. It's like, dude, I knew you when you were doing that. Yeah. 
And there's a few artists that I actually um, been around for long enough to actually I've seen them grow, and I've seen them kind of the the progression of like they just started out, and um, where, and where they are now. I'm like, okay, and I just love their kind of how they are putting themselves into the works now, you know? Yeah, there's a journey that you get to watch, right? Yeah. You're the you're like the observer. And it's just it's kind of a real kind of unique kind of thing. And I'm like I'm I'm so like one of the artists that actually that I've paid attention to the longest and actually helped out one of these first couple of shows was with those um JT, he's a young, um, really um, kind of an abstract artist. I forget the last name, but he just, his audio stuff, really rough, but I could, but to, to stuff to now, now, it's just like, it's, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's becoming more clean and more kind of forceful. And he actually has a really kind of a, I really love seeing his story that he's portraying through his work, and I just it's like I, I'm, and I was I'm kind of like really honored to actually play a part in like hey, he always mentions like dude he got me my first show I'm like dude, I love your work I I wanted to like support you like I just want like to encourage you to do what you what we do, you know? And like just recently he actually did a, uh, um, a few years back, he did this huge meal for the wide open walls. And like, I'm like, when I first met you, that was something that you would, we just talked about. It's like, Oh, one day I would love to do this. I love to do that. I'm like, but now it's like, okay, you did this. Now you actually are, it's just to actually help along somebody in the story is like it means more like a lot to me, you know, and it's really kind of encouraging, you know. Yeah, I like I just have people on the show, right? Yeah, I just have people on. We do this, right? And like sometimes people are like, oh my god, dude, thank you so much. Like, I like thank you. Like this is this is so awesome. I'm like, dude, we're just like. We're just yeah. talking. We could have this conversation anywhere. Yeah. We just happen to be recording this one. Yeah. And then I realize, like, because I'm so close to this, I just know that, like, I do this, and then you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. But to, like when this. somebody takes time to validate you yeah. as an artist, you know what I mean? To to yeah. say like, hey, you belong here. Like you belong with these other people that have been on this show. Yeah. On this on this podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you belong here, or you belong in this gallery with all these other artists. Mm -hmm. Like I I sometimes I forget that people, myself included, like we need that from time to time. Yeah. To say like, hey, do you belong here? Like you're one of these. You're yeah. one of us. Like come on. Like that's yeah. And, it's, and you're doing that for people. That's what that's what I wanted to say. That you're you're doing that for people, and it's, it's really I mean, cool. I actually had a few artists that helped me when I first started. I was like, "Oh, talk to this person if you want to show. Go, go, go here." And uh, like 
there's a gentleman uh, I've known, one of the first artists I talked to, Mark Fox. He is like um, a self-taught artist, and he actually um, helped me with one of my first shows, you know, and it was like, um, and he he was always one of the persons like, oh, yeah, let me introduce you to a couple people. Let me like, like he, it didn't, he didn't have to do it. But he was like, oh, he just thought, I was like, hey, dude, that's us go. And we actually built a great, really cool friendship after, like, over the years. But the first show I remember, he, we um, had over at uh, the Brick House, and there was over 80 artists at this, like, from ground uh, to ceiling. It was just jam-packed with art. And it was, like, all these artists that I was actually seeing, I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, he... I had three or four pieces there. Like, you, that just blew me away. And I was like, okay. Like, from that then on, I was like, okay. The, if I had the opportunity to actually include artists in something, I, I'm going to have to find a way to do it. Because it, it's, I found enjoyment in taking part in stuff like this, you know. I may as well pass that pass that along kind of thing. Yeah, that's how I feel, man. I, I feel like I got my break when I heard a series of yeses, right? When I could have, and when one no would have fucking derailed everything. But there was a series of yeses that people yeah. said, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah, come on. Yeah. Like th- there was just a series and then it just led to this other, like th- it opened this other door in my life. Yeah. And, you know, Thankfully, I've been put in a position where I can potentially do that for other people. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we put on art shows and we'll probably do some more this summer. You know, not that Mario's not busy enough already, (laughs) but Mario's always down to put on a show. And, you know, and and it's one of those things where when we do put on art shows, we we look for people who are, who, one, fit the vibe. Like, you got to be, you got to be cool, dude. You yeah. got to be fucking, you, you can't be like one of those people who's trying to just claw their way to the top. Yeah. You know, you got to just be in it for the experience and it always comes across when, when it's, yeah. when it's natural, you know? And then, you know, of course the art has to be, the the art has to speak for itself. Yeah. And with these podcasts, I always like enjoy them because it's kind of a slice in time. Well, like, it, like two or three years from now. The stories progress. I'm, people are looking back at it. And it's like, oh, that was my mindset back then. Or like, oh, I forgot that. Like that you was, said that. Said or that, that I was. I was thinking about this. You know, like funny how, you know, like you're talking about something back then, and then it's happening now. Yeah. Four years later, two years later, and, whatever it is. And it's, it's one of those things that stuff like this. I. Because I was really nervous. I am not a big, I don't normally like to talk about the art stuff. I like to actually have, be in the background, you know? Right. I'm the guy that's always in like behind the scenes, helping the artists along or doing like getting the show up and putting, I never like to be 
center stage. Center stage. Yeah. Because it, I, it's just, I feel awkward in that kind of thing. So I was, I think that's why I was like kind of like nervous today. I was like, okay, got here really early. Because <laughs> I was like. I drove, I drove up and I saw you on the balcony. I'm like, oh, I'm late. I was, I was five minutes early, but I was like, oh, I'm late. To tell you the truth, I actually got here 45 minutes early. <laughs> I was like, I, I, yeah, I was like, but I was like, walked, and I was even earlier than this. I was like, actually downstairs. I said, like, I'm, I'm not going to go up there. He's probably not even here. So I walked over <laughs> to the, uh, the coffee shop, sat down, had my hot chocolate. You know, I was like, okay, I, I have like a half an hour to waste. Like, I, I could sneak. I could sneak up there 15 minutes only to see if there's anybody here, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, anything like this, I'm always. I know, but it's. I was always nervous, but when I'm doing it, it's um, it's all good, and I'm probably not gonna remember a single thing I said. I never do. And I'm like, yeah, I never like, do, bro. Um, and the funny thing is, I hate listening to myself. Oh, same. Uh, so I'm not probably not gonna listen. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but bro. but like, I'm gonna actually tell my uh, family and friends, like, okay, listen to this. What did I say? Did I like? Was I clear? Was I like? Did I ramble too much? Oh, do we all ramble? We all ramble. I ramble, dude. I listen. I I don't listen to every podcast that that I that I do. Yeah, I can't get through all of them, mm-hmm. right? Because I'll sometimes I'll just ramble too long at the beginning, and I'll be like, oh, I can't finish it, and I just yeah. I just can't. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I would listen to my early ones all the way through, and I realized how bad I was at this. I was like, oh, because I just like cut people off and then start telling my story yeah. after a question. And, and now I, I've kind of just, I've kind of learned to the dance, you know, yeah. the dance of the conversation. I'm, I'm just now starting to learn 50 yeah. podcasts in. I'm starting to learn like how, how it moves and yeah. how to like get you to open up. Yeah. And maybe, you know, throw in my two cents here and there, but really try to get, um, and you're, you were great, dude. You've been, you've been awesome. But, yeah. Just imagine a couple more thousand of these. And I like, do. I do, bro. I think about I think about you know, in ten, fifteen years from now, when I look back at these early podcasts, mm-hmm. like what I'm gonna think, like oh, dude, like yeah. you know, who knows what the future is gonna bring? But I, I know that um, I want to keep doing this. Yeah, I want to keep promoting other artists. I want to keep talking to people who are trying to push the you know the arts, dude, because it. They they they're gonna make people's lives richer. Yeah, you know, and um, that's one of the things I wanted. The reason that I was like, okay, cool. I really wanted to actually come and sit down with you. So I was like, I I saw what you were doing. If there's anything, uh, I'll put this out there. Like, if there's anything I need, you want to need help with, let me know. We could. Honestly, because this stuff like this is we need to do, like the like Sacramento especially needs to, because there are so much artists. There's so many artists out there that need to tell the stories. They need to tell the where they're coming from. 
And it's just like we are all like it, it's more important than I think we, even I realize, you know, because like I was just thinking like I wish I could actually go go back when I first started and introduce myself. Where I where I was like where was I thinking, you know? Even like talking to my like close friends and we were like, dude, I wish we could have just recorded, recorded what you were what we you were, were thinking, what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like, there, there, there was like, so many cool stories that we've been talking about over the past several like a decade and a half. Oh wow, however long I've been doing this. I've actually, I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, I'm, I really date myself a lot. I'm like, bro, it's just you're, you're, uh, you're steadfast, man. Well, well, listen, uh, I know you got, you got work, so it's, oh, it's just about that time. Okay. Gosh, but, but listen, before we go, man, look at God forbid, God forbid you get on that fucking Greyhound. God forbid you get on that Greyhound and you're like, all right, bye, Sacramento. I'll see you soon. And we never hear from you again, bro. I was going to say, you need to, I have, yeah. I was going to say, look, we, you need, I would love to actually have several stories like that. <laughs> you think that's like just one I have? I have many. Oh, bro. We'll, we'll have you back on, bro. Yeah, like, love hey, to there's actually, oh, look at the doors always open, man. I was going to say. And like, if you got, uh, here's the other thing. If you have something coming up mm-hmm. that you want to promote and you want to come back on, even if you have like another artist that you want to yes. come on with or, or whatever, dude, let me know, man. DM me. And that, yes. that goes for anybody who's listening. If you if you have a show coming up, if you have something like that, this that's what this platform is for. That's what, that's what we do, you know, here with the We Are Sacramento fam. That's we're all about community. We're all about building yeah. each other up, bro. So, so like, I was just in that case. Okay, those actually the two shows I will actually have this coming up. Um, the four to six at the alley, and then the six to eight at the Weatherstone. There's gonna be five new artists going up. Um, and then I'm showing when. I, that's why we, I need to actually. I'm rearranging all the artists. Okay. Right, so so let me let me yeah. know. Well, so you, we have. I got your number. You got my number. You yes. can you can text. It's easiest if you text me because okay. sometimes I'm at work and I I like I don't even look at my phone. Okay. So, so if I got a missed call, I'd be like, huh? Okay. But shoot me a text and be like, hey, uh, whatever, and then I'll get back to you. Definitely. But um, okay. So dude, so I ask everybody this, you know. You get on that bus, dude. Mm-hmm. We don't hear from you again because you just got abducted by a cult, I guess, or whatever. Or you're just living as their deity. Yes. And all we have left is what you left behind, dude. What What's your legacy? What do you hope is your legacy? I just hope that people look back and it's like, okay. Oh, that community. Like, I, I'm just, my whole thing is about community. I just want my, like, it's like okay, he was all about bringing people together and that's why I, I, I just hope I'll like making that connection so just like, okay Gabe was about that he was about that sacramental culture you know and he I, I want that to be kind of my lasting kind of thing it's like oh he he was supporting he, he was doing his own stuff but he 
he was also that support where he was leading from behind, you know, kind of thing, you know. And that's kind of what I want to actually, I always want to actually want people to look back and say, okay, yeah, he, that, he was, he was about that. About that Sacramento life. <laughs> and it's funny, I always come back. It's like, it, like I've gone away for a couple of years and Sacramento always draws me back because. You got work to do, brother. Work to do here. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, Thank you, brother. I, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, uh, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, it's Gabe, uh, Gabriel dot Sanford on the Instagram. Or Facebook, it's the Gabriel M. Sanford Project. Very nice. So. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. And uh, we'll get together and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll exchange ideas soon and we'll, we'll figure it out. But as always... This podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.